We often don't realize that we are the key to our own happiness and that happiness starts with healing and transformation. Whether you need healing, guidance, clarity, understanding, or just some honest sister talk to feel connected, heard, and supported, you are welcome and safe here. So join the conversation and be healed. Welcome to Soul Healing Conversations with your host, Ross Kincaid. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Soul Healing Conversations. If you guys are new to the show, thanks for stopping by. I hope you enjoy the show. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are taking care of yourself. It's summertime in the States, my side of the world. So I hope uh, those of you who also live in the U.S. are getting out, getting a little bit of sunshine, soaking up that vitamin D safely. That is, put on a mask. Don't play around. <laughs> Listen, uh, if you like what you hear today and would like to work with me one-on-one, then you can book a session with me at roskincaid.com. If you're a business owner or you're interested in uh, advertising on the show, on the show page on voiceamerica.com, then that information is also on my website under the radio show menu. I have about 17,000 listeners worldwide that would love to hear about your business and support your business. So lot of advertising opportunities to take uh, take advantage of. So, all right, y'all, um, let's get on with the show because we, we need to have a conversation. <laughs> uh, today's conversation is really what I call a family meeting, a soul family meeting, okay? We, we really need to pull this topic of codependency up by the root, up to the surface, and really deal with it. And And before I say anything else, Know that when I say we, I'm talking about me as well. Um, I'm struggling with codependency. I have for a long time. I'll get into the end my, into my story about it in a few minutes. But for those of you um, who are on social media and have seen Jada Pinkett's last episode of her show, Red Table Talk, where she addresses her relationship um, with uh, R&B singer August Alsina, um, you guys are going to kind of know what I'm talking about. And I initially wanted to come on and talk about meditation, but that ain't how, how it worked out. <laughs> That's not how it worked out. And we'll get to that topic of meditation at some point. But I, I, I want to talk about about some things that Jada spoke about in her latest episode. And let me say this also before I go on. I'm not about to sit here on this microphone and rehash everything that woman said on that show. I'm not about to sit here and give my judgments on her marriage with Will Smith or this uh, quote unquote entanglement that she had with August Alcina, although that does make me want to give her the side out about that. But anyway, um, I'm not interested in doing that right now um, because there's a deeper, um, deeper message from that episode that I want to address. Now, if you need all of that, go back and, on Facebook and and get it because it, it, it's there for, for everybody to see, for the whole world to see. Just Google it. <laughs> but what I do want to highlight is that Jada touched on her own awareness that she found joy and some sense of identity in helping somebody else heal. Now, while that may sound um, functional and that's fine and all well and good, but when you are not healed in your own stuff and you try to go and, and help somebody heal and, and get a sense of um, identity out of that, then, then we got a problem. We, we need to look at that. Right. Um, she also talked about her own issues with codependency. And she even said, and I quote, there's something about that childhood trauma that feels like it can be fixed through fixing other people versus fixing me. I'm going to say that again. There's something about that childhood trauma that feels like it can be fixed through fixing people versus fixing me. Now, that's deep. And that kind of work takes a lot of honesty to even get to that level of healing and get to that level of self-awareness. And and that's what today is about, is helping you to get to that level of, of awareness so that you can have healing that sticks, you know. And it's all not a one-shot deal either. So let me do this. Let me, let, let's strip down um, codependency a little bit. And I'd like to start with a definition of what codependency is because when I um, 
became aware of codependency in my own life, I didn't really know what it was. I, I didn't put a label. I didn't label, oh, I'm codependent. No, I didn't even know. So let's just make it plain. So according to Oxford Dictionary, codependency is excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner, typically one who requires support on account of an illness or addiction. That's that's one perspective, okay? Wikipedia says it's a behavioral condition in a relationship where one person enables another person's addiction, poor mental health, immaturity, irresponsibility, or underachievement. Among the core characteristics of codependency is an excessive reliance on other people for approval and a sense of identity. That's key. And even Dr. Nicole LaPera, the holistic psychologist, who, by the way, will be on, on the show next week, so make sure you tune in, says that codependency is the chronic neglect of self in order to gain approval, love, validation, or self-identity through another person. Are y'all seeing see, seeing the keywords here? Y'all y'all starting to see a common thread here? Co- codependency is that monster, that beast where you constantly look outside of yourself, outside of your whole God-given divinity self for somebody to give you worth or your identity. Now, it's one thing to help somebody and feel great about being able to help somebody. But it's another thing for you to hinge your value system and your identity on what somebody else thinks, feels or how they respond to you. And that's what we don't want, because look at it. How's that been working out for you so far? Mm -hmm. Probably not too well. And I hope today. You guys are starting to wake up to some of this stuff because that's that's what this is about. It's time for us to wake up. And now that Mercury is in retrograde or out of retrograde, we can talk on some of this stuff. Some of this stuff that's been ruminating in your mind, it's time to talk about some of this stuff as well. So let me share my own struggles with codependency. So um, if you guys have heard uh, my story, the first episode, um, you will know that um, my parents broke up when I think I was going into middle school. But, you know, in some formidable years, <laughs> it was it was critical that my parents be together um, during, uh, you know, a, a certain period of my adolescence. And they were not because, quite honestly, my dad wasn't wasn't an honest guy. He, he wasn't honest about who he was. He was in denial. He was an addict. And, and not to share too much of the story because at some, you know, if I do that, and then I'm sharing part of my mother's story and out of respect for her, I'm not going to do that. Um, but my dad wasn't an honest dude. He was an addict and he tried to soothe himself with drugs, women, uh, 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 a false sense of control and authority, and even rage and anger. And so... When the shit hit the fan and, um, you know, my mom showed him the door, like, you're not going to do this and to, to me and these girls so you can get stepping. So when that happened, that left me with not only a sense of loss, but a lot of unanswered questions that I, I just I couldn't find the answers to. And so I felt like I needed to. I don't know, figure it out. What would my, my ego started to talk to me. My ego started to talk to me about why my dad left, why my parents are not together. Does he not love me? Does this, does that, you know, why? And even before my dad left the home, you know, I was actually scared of my dad. (laughs) He was a, you know, not a security guard, but he was a corrections officer. So sometimes he would bring that energy home and it was intimidating and it would make me feel a way about how he felt about me or or the perception of how he felt about me and so that began to build this um what i now understand is this behavior or this uh script in my head that if i try to be perfect if i try to do you know things a certain way if i don't make too much noise if i you know be happy and not 
uh, question a lot of things as a child and, you know, and, and, and do what the adults want me to do and not have my own sense of boundaries and identity, then everything's going to be peaceful. Everything's going to be cool. Everybody's going to be happy. And that's a lot to, to take on or to put on myself as an, as a youth. Shit, it's a lot as an adult on top of all the other stuff that you're dealing with, right? And so it wasn't until, um, wow, I want to say mm, 2000 and let's say 2002, maybe even later than that, maybe between 2002 and 2005, I really start to have an understanding. This was after a series of awful relationships, you know, helping somebody that didn't want to help themselves, but me finding uh, security or uh, a sense of worth in being able to get another person who, again, was addicted <laughs> to women, weed, <laughs> women, weed, and then whatever else, you know, being able to help somebody who, who was using me, really. And it wasn't until um, 2002, 2005, somewhere in there, um, I started therapy. Shout out to Ephesians <laughs> in uh, Silver Spring, Maryland, um, that my therapist or my counselor pointed out to me. She taught me about codependency and what it actually was. And it was a blow because I didn't realize what I was doing. I didn't realize that I was uh, hanging my self-value or creating a value system based on what somebody else thought, not what, not what God thought, not what the Bible told said about me or, or what I, you know, knew about spirituality or what my higher self was. I didn't even know anything about higher self then, but it wasn't until then that she pointed out to me and even gave me a book, a, a workbook y'all <laughs> to, to go and do my own work and to figure out my own issues with codependency. And I'm going to tell you right now, it wasn't like overnight. It wasn't in a few sessions that I really started to make a little bit of headway with, with you know, healing from codependency because I'm shit, I'm still struggling with it now, just on another level because it, it goes deep. It's, it's deep rooted. So I did the workbook. I did the work and ended up going back into the same type of relation, picking the same type of dude, different guy, same bullshit. You know, user, I'm caught now I'm caught up into let me just make this guy happy so that he'll love me. Let me let me do all this crazy stuff just so he won't leave. Let me let me go through all of this uh uh, uh tricks and acrobats and you know, put myself, my livelihood in danger with the law just to make sure this person is safe just to make sure this person is okay when they wasn't doing it for me. They wouldn't, they wouldn't, there, there was no reciprocity. There was nothing being reciprocated at all. And that can't happen. That, that cannot happen. That cannot happen if you, if you want to heal. So let's talk about some of the root of codependency. So I just shared a little bit of my story of how, you know, I, I, I kind of, it kind of grew in grew for me, but maybe your household was just fine on the surface. Two parent home, mom worked, dad worked, and it was all good. But what what was normal for you? Was it normal for your parents not to argue at all or not to have a disagreement at all? Was it normal for them to just glaze over stuff, stuff happening in the family that was traumatic or surprising or, you know, hit you in a certain way or put you in some type of shock or trauma and nobody say nothing about it. You know, maybe there was a pedophile in your family and then I won't say anything about it. Nobody wants to call it out. Nobody wanted to stand up to it. All of that stuff. That's where it comes from. It comes from programming whether being taught uh, by somebody telling you how to act how to feel how to be or showing you themselves how to act how to be 
I recently um had Joanna the healer on the on the show and during the after the show she and I stayed on uh, a little bit and she brought through um my grandmother who I did not know and my grandmother came through and was telling me that she too struggled with the same thing, with the same codependency where she would take her being, take her energy, take herself and shrink it down and to fit into another mold just to keep the peace. Just to keep the peace, denying herself of what she needed and what she wanted and what was healthy for her just to keep the peace. And she came through to tell me, don't do that. You don't have to do that. And I'm telling you the same thing. You don't have to do that. Or maybe for you, it don't come from childhood. Maybe it comes from a bad relationship, freshman year in college. You know, maybe maybe your parents didn't talk to you about sex or relationships or standards or, or how to set boundaries in relationships. And now you just open to do whatever. Or maybe your parents, maybe your dad wasn't um, physically abusive or maybe he was faithful to your mother, but he, he, he spoke down. He talked down to you, making you feel like nothing, like nothing was ever good enough. Whatever the case is, it, it comes from deep rooted programming. Childhood trauma or some type of trauma in your past. And it has to be dealt with. You got to have an awareness. Before you even get an awareness, you have to decide, do you want to even do this work? And I even go further than that. You want to keep living like this? With the anxiety of having to tap dance to somebody else's song and, and you know, move to their puppet strings and, you know, walking on eggshells to keep somebody happy so I don't pop off on you. How's that working out? Not working out. Not the way you think. <laughs> Not the way you think at all. And so we have to look at the root. Everybody's root is going to be different, but kind of the same. Your experience of where codependency comes from is going to be a little different than everybody else's. And so I want you guys, while I'm getting, while I'm about to take this here break, think about this. Marinate on it while I take this break and we'll come back to continue this family meeting. You have a passion and from that passion, you've created a business, but how do you market and grow that business? Hi, I'm Emily of Shine Coaching and Consulting. I specialize in brand identity, website design, marketing consulting, and business coaching. I create a visual expression of my clients' ideas and help them develop a business strategy to meet their goals. Connect with me today at shinecoachingandconsulting.com. Be inspired. Be real. Be you. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. 
the Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. You are tuned in to Soul Healing Conversations. If you would like to reach Roz Kincaid or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at rozkincaid.com. Now, back to Soul Healing Conversations. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm your host, Roz Kincaid, and today we're having a family meeting. We're having a family meeting about codependency and codependent relationships because nine times out of ten, most of us, if you listen to this, you 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 know somebody or you in one. <laughs> so before the break, I was talking about the root of codependency um, and using my own uh, some of my own examples um, of uh of what the root may come from, because it's going to be different for everybody. Some childhood trauma, um, some stuff might not be in childhood. Some stuff might be adolescence. Some stuff might be high school, grad school. Some, some of this stuff might come from adulthood. You you, you never, you, you don't know until you start to sit down and really pull back the layers and start to ask why, 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 where does this come from? Why, my, why, 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 why? Always start with the question why. And so what I want to do now is I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about some of the signs of codependency. Um, and make note if any of this resonates with you, because that will also give you a uh, an indication of where to start. So um, if you're having difficulty making decisions in a relationship or you find yourself um not ambivalent, but you just can't make a decision. Like, I, I don't know, because you're either stuck thinking about what the other person is going to think, thinking about if this decision is going to hurt somebody else, or how does this person going to change how they feel about me if I make this make this uh, decision in the relationship, or if I even want to continue in the relationship. How about that? Because some of y'all in some relationships that you you know you don't need to be in. They're not fulfilling to you. They're not uh, uh, inspiring you to thrive or, or you know, supporting you, supporting the, the good parts of you. So decision making, having trouble with making decisions in relationships. And when I say relationships, this could be, you know, this could be platonic, love, familial, whatever the case may be, friendships. You're always having a problem because you're thinking about what somebody else is going to think if you make a decision. If you just say, no, I don't want to go to the party. Something simple as that. Second thing, you are having trouble identifying your own feelings. Like you can't differentiate your feelings about a situation between what somebody else feels about a situation. I'm guilty of this. I am. I'm, I'm, gu- I'm very guilty of this, especially when it comes to... Um, opinions like I I will tend to agree with your opinion and adopt it as my own when I know I have a different opinion or a different view about a situation just so there's no argument I I, I present myself as agreeable to you just to be cool just just to just to not have any conflict or friction or even have to be in a position where I have to defend or feel like I have to defend my position which really you don't owe anybody an explanation for your opinion because we all have them and they don't have anything to do with anybody else. They're yours. Just like your choices, they're yours. Just like your beliefs, they're yours. So if you're having a problem differentiating, and this goes, and I'm not talking about being empathic, even though that has to do with it too, but identifying what's yours, how you feel and how you think about things as opposed to what somebody else feels and thinks about things communicating in a relationship shutting down you know you kind of revert to uh, uh, a child in some situations where if the other person has a a strong argument you just kind of quieten down you shut down you don't say nothing because it's better for me to not say anything than to engage and so you have a, 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 a communication issue and you don't even have to be triggered by an argument. 
but you just won't say anything. So communicating in a relationship becomes diff- difficult for you or, or being able to express um, with authenticity or honesty how you feel about yourself or how you feel about the relationship, how you feel about anything. Valuing the approval of others more than you value yourself. That's a big one. That's major. That's huge. I posted a um a quote. And I don't know who said it because I looked. I tried to look and find out who said it. I don't know who said it, but whoever it was was deeply wise. And they say, you are not required to set yourself on fire to keep somebody else's ass warm. Now, I, I threw that ass part in there, but you don't have to do that. You don't have to burn yourself up going through hoops, jumping through a a, 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 a lit hoop like a circus animal just to entertain or make somebody else happy. You don't have to build your value system and devalue yourself just to get the approval of somebody else. That's not required. Lack trust in yourself or having poor self-esteem. So lacking trust in yourself and having poor self-esteem, and I'm very guilty of this. Um, A lot of times... I've been doing my work, y'all, through this Mercury retrograde. And a lot of times I found myself um, not trusting my inner guidance system, not trusting what what I felt in my body, like I, that, that pit in my stomach, like that feeling I would get, not trusting my own intuition. And it goes deeper than just intuition, but trusting that small voice in the back, way back in the back of my head that leads and guides me. Not trusting myself and always asking somebody, what should I do? Or what you think? You think I should do this? Or I'm thinking about this. Not, and being covert about it too. You know, presenting my idea to somebody with the expectation that they'll put their stamp of approval on it. They'll, they'll co-sign what I'm about to do. When I can simply pay attention to what is going on inside of me. Pay attention to the voice inside of me that tells me myself whether I'm what I'm about to do is the right thing or the wrong thing or the best thing or not, you know, not the most not the most productive thing to do. And so when you start to look at people to co-sign your choices and your decisions or your opinions and they don't uphold that, then you start to lose esteem in yourself. You start to 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 lose um you start to take yourself off your own pedestal. You start to put yourself below everybody else. You de- you do the devaluing, not anybody else. You you do that by putting somebody else's opinions and thoughts over yours. And so, a lot of the work that I've been doing has been being quiet, learning how to listen to myself learning how to trust my own judgment, learning how to trust my own inner guidance system, not always having to check in. I, I actually had a friend say, stop asking me and everybody else what you should do. Just straight up. You know what to do. She and I even had the same conversation today. You know what to do. Some of us need to just slow, slow down long enough to be able to hear, to listen, to recognize the voice. Also, having fears of abandonment or obsessive need for approval. <laughs> More of the same. Like, being afraid that if you don't toe the line or keep in lockstep or follow the rules or if somebody else is mad because you said no or I can't help you or I just don't have it or I'm not going to be able to do it feeling like they're going to take their love away from you. But but my question is, is it really love if, if they do that? Let that speak to you. Let that tell you what's up. Having an unhealthy dependence on relationship, even at your own cost. This was me. This, this was me around um, the year 1999, 2000. Like I, like I, I, I went to jail. <laughs> like I actually spent some time in jail. 
sacrificing myself for, for somebody else that wouldn't do it for me. I had an unhealthy dependence on this guy I was dating. Total criminal. But I ain't care. I was going to fix him. I was going to make him better. I was going to reform him. At my own cost. Because I was speeding trying to get his ass to court. <laughs> or wherever I was going. It's not worth it, y'all. Another thing, having an exaggerated sense of responsibility for the actions of others. I think I just gave the prime example for that. And self-betrayal. Betraying yourself. Betraying yourself by not um, upholding the boundaries that you set. And I know I talk a lot about boundaries on this show. And that's because spirit has me talking about it. Like we still need to need to touch on it until and they're probably gonna keep talking about it until until we get it. And that reminds me of a, a another post. I love Dr. LaPera. I, I I love the holistic psychologist. She's got good content out there, y'all. And that reminds me of a post that she had put up on Instagram about what self-betrayal looks like, sacrificing all your needs in order to keep the relationship. Overbooking yourself with no obligation, overbooking yourself with obligations and you don't have any time left for yourself. Achieving something in order to be validated by somebody without truly wanting it for yourself. Like you, you, know, you, you ain't doing it for yourself. You're doing it to win somebody else's praise and validation. Shaming yourself for past choices. When the choices you made were really, you made them when you were in survival mode. You got to take, take the foot off your own neck. Take, take the knee off your own neck. Stop killing yourself. Stop, stop being the law and killing yourself. And saying yes to things and then later causing resentment. Being resentful like, damn, I didn't want to do that anyway. Why did I say that? I shouldn't have said no. Well, yeah, you should have said no. You should have said no when you really meant no. Now you don't want to do it. Now, now, now you're, you know, under, you're under duress, <laughs> you know, you don't want to do it. You really didn't want to do it in the first place. I had a friend who would do this a lot and, and I would do it too, right along with her. So misery loves company. <laughs> she, we would both raise our hand to go to somebody's party or be somewhere or, or to, to hang out or whatever the case may be. She texted me late and be like, girl, I don't really want to go over here and do this. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to do this. Why do you say yet yeah in? Well, I don't want them to be mad. That right there. That's what I'm talking about. I don't want them to be mad. So I'm going to betray myself and say yes when I really want to say no. Just say no. Just say no. It's fine. No, nobody's going to drop dead in a pillow of salt because you said no. They'll figure it out. It's just like if you take a day off work unexpectedly or unplanned or if you take a month off or a week off from work that work is either going to get done while you're gone or to be there when you get back the train is going to keep moving trust we have to stop betraying ourselves doing things that we know we don't want to do in order to be approved or be loved Trying to say, you know, trying to, when, when really we have to create that for ourselves, we have to create that love for ourselves. And I'm going to get into, um, into it a little bit about how we start to heal this kind of stuff, because on the surface, it seems simple, but it's going to feel hard because it's unfamiliar. But I want, I need for us to have an awareness of what it is that we're doing. I need for us to have an awareness of the energy that we are flowing in. And it's, and, and when I first realized what I'm, what I'm doing, what I was, was doing, and still am in some cases, it feels like a heartbreak, like, damn, it feels like a disappointment, like, damn, I keep doing this shit. But the more that you practice being there for yourself over being there for somebody else, it won't feel, it won't, you, your ego won't feel it as much. You won't fall off the bike as much. You'll be able to catch yourself. Like, oh, 
I recognize what's going on now. And let me say this too, before we, before I have to take another quick break, is that when we when we look at our parents and and their condition and what they taught us, it's not to blame them because just like you made choices when you were in survival mode, whatever the case may be, they did the same thing. Parents are people too. They were just trying to figure that stuff out themselves. So let's take a quick break. I'll be right back and and I'll keep going with this family meeting. I want y'all to marinate on what I just said. We'll be right back after this break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You have a passion, and from that passion, you've created a business. But how do you market and grow that business? Hi, I'm Emily of Shine Coaching and Consulting. I specialize in brand identity, website design, marketing consulting, and business coaching. I create a visual expression of my clients' ideas and help them develop a business strategy to meet their goals. Connect with me today at shinecoachingandconsulting.com. Be inspired. Be real. Be you. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You are tuned in to Soul Healing Conversations. If you would like to reach Roz Kincaid or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at rozkincaid.com. Now, back to Soul Healing Conversations. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I know what we're talking about is feel a little heavy, but we're going to be all right. It's okay. You're listening to Soul Healing Conversations, and I'm your host, Roz Kincaid. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one or if I can support you through figuring out your own codependency, I got you. Let's connect. Hit me up at rozkincaid.com or at hello at rozkincaid.com. Again, if you're a business owner or an entrepreneur and you're interested in advertising on the show or sponsoring the show, you want to be a friend of the show, contact me at hello at rozkincaid.com or check out my media kit on um, my uh, radio show menu on my website at rozkincaid.com, soul-healing-conversations. Now, back to what I was saying about codependency because we're going to get this together. Might not be today, but today is a new day and we're going to start getting this stuff together. We're going to be aware of what it is because we we, we, we too big for this. We got stuff we want to do. There's so much more in this life that we need to be achieving and we don't got time, y'all, to be chained up to something like this. We got to go on to greatness. We don't have time for it. So now what? How do we start to heal from codependency? Where do we go from here? Once we get that awareness, once we, you know, do what we need to do. Now what? So, again, awareness and ownership is the first thing. Dig up your past. Look at your family dynamic and the pathology only for the sake of understanding. Like I said before the break, I'm not. we're not here to judge. We're not here to relive or to re-experience traumatic situations. But we do. it is important that um, we do go back. And we look at mom's upbringing, dad's upbringing, the dynamic between the two, what they brought to the table when they decide to become partners or married, the dynamic between your siblings, if you have any, or even if you were an only child, what what was that like for you? You, you need to know where this comes from. You need to be able to see 
the, the dynamic and the pathology, again, only for the sake of understanding and for awareness. And to understand some soul contracts, too, because that has a lot to do with it, too. People are here to teach you some things, whether you, in your human experience, understand that or not. You, you're here to learn some things. Boundaries. I, I, listen, we're going to talk about this ad nauseum because they're important and they're key. Codependency in a relationship oftentimes means there are very few boundaries in place. Boundaries that tell people how far they can go with you and how far you can go. Chances are you spend a lot of time worrying about other people and you don't have strong boundaries or you need to reinforce boundaries. And you may have let go of some of the many important boundaries um, that you've set in your life because you have wanted, you've made wanting to make somebody else happy your lot in life. Because you are trying to keep a safe space. You're trying to keep love. You're trying to keep stability. And you want to stay in good graces just to keep the world or your family or whomever from judging you or, or blowing up on you. It's important to learn how to say no to people or situations that you know are not healthy. That you can see with your own eye or feel it in in, in the pit of your stomach like this ain't going to go good and I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway so they won't be mad. Well, let them be mad is what I say. Listen, saying no doesn't mean you're being selfish and it's not being disrespectful. Let me tell you what my three-year-old tells me no all the time. No. One, because she's an Aquarius and she's such a nonconformist. And even at three years old, I respect that. Because even at three years old, she came into this human existence already having boundaries, y'all. I wish. I wish I would have came to this life with that. Or held on to that. Maybe I did and, and I didn't hold on to that. And I let somebody else uh, uh, make me believe that, you know, I can relax my no. You don't have to relax your no. That girl tell you, Tuts will tell you no in a minute. Ask my sister. <laughs> and saying no doesn't mean you're looking, saying no, what, what saying no is, uh, does, means you're looking out for your own well-being. No is the line in the sand. And it's okay to put a line in the sand. You have to. You have to. You have to break the cycle with the word no, or this cycle is just going to keep repeating itself and you're going to continue to feel like shit. Plain and simple. <sighs> I know. I know. Other things that you can do. Tune into yourself. Explore yourself. Get to know yourself. Explore what you like. Explore what you don't like. Explore your needs. Explore what it is that you want. Question your thoughts. Question your feelings. It is detrimental if you do not take the time to understand what you need from a relationship, that can be a relationship with your mama, your daddy, your aunt, sister, brother, the people at work, your friends, your husband, your child. Only you can tell you what that is. We, we, can't, we can't be going and plugging ourselves into somebody else's outlet for the source. For, for what we need, for the light. It's not going to work. It's like putting dead batteries into something and thinking it's going to work. It's not going it's not, it's not to work. If you don't take time, you're going to slip back into the same pattern of taking care of somebody else and self-betraying yourself and none of your stuff gets, gets met. And when somebody else is not ready to do their work, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to stop your life because they're not ready. You understand. You have compassion for them. But damn, don't stop your life. Don't stop pursuing the things that you want to pursue, even as a married woman. <laughs> even as a married woman. My husband, like, listen, I'm into fitness. Even though I hadn't done it in a while or don't do it consistently because it's damn coronavirus. But still, I'm into fitness. And there are you know, physical things that I like to do. My husband ain't that dude. And until he decides that he wants to 
you know, take more control of his health and do more and work out and, you know, make it a more of a priority. Not that he don't want to, but he just hasn't made it a priority. It's like there's stuff in my life that I haven't made a priority that I need to get on. Until then, I ain't going to stop going to the gym because he ain't going. Ain't that crazy? Y'all, mm, <laughs> understand that uh, people's reactions to your choices ain't got nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them trying to maintain their own sense of uh, comfort and stability. And they're making you, they've made you a part of that. You make them feel comfortable. When you don't go against the grain, be a toots, be a nonconformist. Go against the grain. Like when people pop off at you or go off on you because you disagree or have your own opinion or, you know, tell them, hey, I don't I want to talk about that or don't come over trying to tell me what to do, you know, in so many words. People are going to have a problem with change because in general, we don't like change. I mean, look around. People don't want to wear a mask. I mean, damn. People are not going to like change. And them not liking change don't have anything to do with you. It really doesn't. It's about them continuing to feel safe and secure in who they are in your life. We got to move on. We can't allow that anymore. Be independent. Mm. Be independent. <laughs> Start doing things by yourself without feeling like you always got to have somebody around. Do you go to the grocery store by yourself? When we were able to go to the movies, did you go to the movies by yourself? Y'all ever had lunch by yourself? Or dinner by yourself? I can recall, uh, what, last year? Maybe two years ago? I uh, actually... For my birthday, I decided what I wanted for my birthday is to take a trip, take a take a whole weekend to myself. No Elijah, no Trey, no work, no, no, no clients, no nothing, because I needed to unplug. I felt like I had the pressures of everyday life so weighing so heavily on me. And I wanted to be in a space where I ain't have somebody leaning on me or pulling on me or, or, or wanting something from me or asking me for something. And it got heavy and I need to I needed to disconnect. And y'all, I set myself up for um, a spa, uh, not a spa, but a massage. And Lord, I got in there. And the lady starts talking to me and briefing me on how the massage is going to go. And in the middle of her little spiel, I just started crying. I started crying, one, because I needed this and I knew how badly I needed it. And I knew how much of the weight, I knew how heavy it felt to keep beating, keep marching to somebody else's expectations for what I should be doing. Now, even the drive out there, I was thinking about what what is so-and-so going to think about me doing this or what, you know, what what is somebody going to think about me going out here by myself? Are you grown? Go by yourself. Your baby's all right. Take a day off. Be independent. Take yourself to dinner. Go to the movies. Well, can't go to movies right now, but pick up a new hobby. Go walking. It's something simple as that. Go walking by yourself. Typically, people who experience codependency, we find it very difficult to spend time by ourselves because, one, when you get by yourself, you got to deal with yourself. Codependent people have, uh, have grown to be dependent on others for your own self-fulfillment. Learn to be content with being alone rather than fearing. It's nothing to fear. That is powerful. And set realistic expectations for yourself. For other people, know who you're dealing with. If you know, if, if you know the person that you asked to help you is a flake, and, or they always, you know, complaining about doing stuff that you ask them to do, then set your bar low for them. If you know, look at your own expectations. Would the average person be able to do all of what you're doing? You can't even do it. So, I mean, that part. Think about that. We got a few more minutes before we close. And real quick, what I want to do is um, I want to read to you 
um, a, a message that Spirit gave me just sitting here um, waiting to come on the show, you know, just get myself ready. And I want to end it with this. <clears throat> and I channeled this message straight from Spirit. This ain't nothing I found. This came straight from my team. And they say, don't be afraid to trust yourself. And don't be so quick to judge yourself. One of the reasons that you don't trust yourself is because the voices that you've been listening to are familiar and expected. You have not yet had enough practice listening to your intuition or the voice of your soul, so you don't trust it. Mute the external chatter and instructions. Pause and connect to the voice deep inside. Take a leap of faith and follow it. It'll take your breath away at first, but your body will acclimate to it just like jumping into a cool pool on a hot July day. And that's the word. In order to break free from this codependency, you're going to have to play the fool. You're going to have to play the fool and step out. And it is. It's going to be scary. It's going to take your breath away. But once you get the hang of it, you'll settle down. But you got to take the first step. You got to take the first step, you guys. So I'm out of time for today. And if spirit leaves me, I might go live on Facebook soon to revisit this conversation with you all because we have to get free from this, y'all. We have to. Shit, I have to. <laughs> Do this work with me. So share your thoughts about today's episode with me on Facebook and Instagram at Soul Healing with Roz. I would love to hear from you all about where you are with this. You know, where are you getting hung up? Where can I help you? What, 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 what do you need to hear from your spirit team to get you going in the right direction with this? Please know that we are not alone in healing this part of ourselves. You are not the only person struggling with codependency and, and, and uh, uh, putting your self-value or your value system somewhere higher. So you guys, I want you to meet me here. Meet me right here next Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific for another great episode. I thank you guys for letting me uh, share with you today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. Next week, I'm going to have Dr. Nicola Pear, the holistic psychologist, on with me. She's going to be joining me in conversation about ego. Are you ego tripping? <laughs> we'll see. So until next time, y'all, be safe. Stay connected. Vibrate as high as you can and keep doing the work. It's going to pay off. Stay 10 toes down, y'all. Much love. Bye, y'all. Thank you again for listening to Soul Healing Conversations. Please join Roz Kincaid again for another program next Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next week.